This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Celtic Rumors TV, the Balls and Bottle podcast, with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Today we will discuss... Some days, transfer rumours and gossip. The Celtic and Rangers joining the English Premier League. Uh, we will also take a look at last night's match between Celtic and Aberdeen, and our guest from tonight will be Michael. That's uh, Michael Dundee Seven from the Forum. First, I'll hand over to Mark just to go through a few shout-outs for today. Mark? Mark? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, no, shout- sorry. Oh, thanks very much, Paul, for helping me again being here. And for all the help you gave us. And evening, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us. If you've not subscribed, then please do that. And remember to smash the thumbs-up button. First off, I'd like to apologise to Buzzbomb. Because I'd asked him to set up a Celtic Rangers quiz for Sunday show. But the time, as you know, Paul, it just ran away from us. We never really mm-hmm. managed to go the full mm-hmm. length on Sunday. Uh, but we'll do that for the next derby if you guys want to do another watch along. And if you're up for that, Paul, we'll yeah. quiz yeah. there. And, well, Mikey's coming on. I was going to mention him because Mikey's had a wee bit of a tough time. His family has went through lately. I didn't twig that he's been joining us in live chat. I didn't know that was him. He's been here every episode, so well, I'm glad that he's coming on later on. Apart from that, it's just the usual shouts out, shout outs to Dimaloy, ROH, and Malika. Fingers crossed that he can get to Derry soon, spend some time with his family, after everything he's been through as well. And last but no means least, Steph's son, Ben, who we're all rooting for, get well soon. Thank you, man. Hail, hail. Perfect. So first, we're going to talk about this. That's I suppose it's all over the news, and every fan has been said. Uh, football fan has been talked about it. Mark, where did it come from? This this uh, failed European Super League. It, it just really kind of came at us just the other night, didn't it? No one was expecting this uh, team to come out all of a sudden, and there it is. There, uh, twelve teams from across Europe inside this league, uh, all on their own. Your thoughts? It wasn't as sudden as people think. I've said for years that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's not over yet, but a long shot. This is still... I've, there's a lot more to get done over this. It's not going to be while you've got owners like FSG at Liverpool and the Glazers at Man United. I'll just wait for all the furore to die down. Change things a wee bit and relaunch it again. And I'll keep on doing it again and again until they wear down anybody resisting them. Well, but in Barcelona and Liverpool, they met today. They've been forward for the breakaway plans. It's not over by a long shot yet. 
Do you think these American owners, Mark, in these clubs, are they trying to make it like like American football, like the Super Bowl or or things like that? Are they trying to make football like that? I think they're trying to bring in their own kind of version of that kind of franchise, kind of way of running things, because it, it does seem to be the American owners that are driving it. Mm-hmm. And I know Chelsea, Chelsea thought that they were, they, they were told at the initial stages it was misrepresented to them to put it. I don't think Chelsea, Chelsea weren't happy that what they were told at the beginning. They weren't happy what actually came to fruition when it became public. Well, they, they probably told Abramovich that there was oil shares for him. <laughs> so that's why he joined, I suppose. So that's why I think uh, he came along, I say, when he had the oil. But, uh, but UEFA, in a roundabout way, UEFA are helping, helping these, what would you call them, elite clubs or rebel clubs, because they keep trying to... I wish the word them pass pacify is that the right word? They're trying to pacify them with the rules they're making to the Champions League and that just to suit them anyway. Exactly. And and what 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 thing that gets me within the Champions League is the is the lower teams now again that's gonna suffer because of of this failed uh, Super League that the likes of Celtic, Ajax, PSV, Eindhoven they're all going to suffer now because the, the the big six teams of every league will have to kind of more or less get into the knockout stages or the groups of, of the Champions League. So, you know, it's it's just pleasing them really again, isn't it? No, but that's all it is. It's, UEFA are bending over backwards trying to accommodate these big teams that are fighting for the break. Mm-hmm. It's, it's turning into just a kind of version of what they're wanting anyway. But... UEFA still control it. That's the big thing about it. And what's the? Why do you think, Mark? Like the fans reacted the way they did, and especially kind of like today. You know, we had um, uh, Manchester United fans breaking into their, their um, jumping the walls of their training training sessions today. You had Liverpool fans putting um, flags up saying "You'll walk alone." Why was this fans' reaction? To, why were the fans so opposed? To this super league, you think? I think the fans. I think a lot of the fans at these clubs like Liverpool, Manchester United, although we look on them, they've got all this money and the prices they charge. They're still, they're still most of them are just like down the earth guys like us. Mm-hmm. Either it was they, they don't want to be playing in this fans. They want to be playing the bread and butter in England, which they've been doing for years. It's like a tradition, really, within the fans, isn't it? You know, like... It, that's, it was just a pure money-driven enterprise, and it showed absolutely no consideration for the history of the game, the, the, the actual sport of football, the supporters of the so-called poorer teams. And this, this, to, make, get the, to make the richer richer, that was the sole purpose of it, and the fans could see right through that. And just for the live chat and, and yourself, Max, just want to get your thoughts. Like we say now, if if this announcement came out the other day, right, and if Celtic were involved in it with these top 12 teams, would you have accepted Celtic being involved in this? Or would you have been like the rest of the fans across the footballing world uh, totally against this? I'd have been totally against that for the reasons I said. It's just ignoring everything that the game's about, everything we love about the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all love the big European nights, 
but you still get a good day away, you can away to some big team in the Scottish Cup third round, you, know, you enjoy all the away trips, it shouldn't mm. be all about big glamour games and money, 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 all the time. I think the fact like that, you're, if you're, we say, if you, like the whole buzz of the Champions League was like Celtic fans, and I, I've listened to a lot of them over the, the, the podcast and uh, on the forum, like they they were telling me about their their memories of like say watching the likes of Barcelona and and things like in in these European nights. But if you're watching Barcelona, we say Celtic playing Barcelona, Juventus, and they smell every year. You are going to get really sick of that, aren't you? That that whole buzz is gone, or Celtic playing Barcelona big game. It's it's gone really, like in this. I don't know. The mystiques, man, into the mystique and the, the drama of the big event, and because it just becomes a normal thing. Just yeah. The, oh, because you can I just imagine, it would be all razzmatazz and fireworks and half-time shows and things like that. You can just imagine what it would be like. Exactly. It'd be, it'd be kind of all kind of American-based, really, wouldn't this? That's the route they would like to get down. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was true, but I've read some of them that even came up with ideas about splitting the game into... You, it would be like two halves, you'd have four quarters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't it'd know be like... True, but somebody said that somebody had mentioned they were thinking about that, just to get more advertising and more bomb. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, it popped up again last night. Celtic uh, and, and Rangers supposedly joining the league down south. Again, of course, this that, that was going to pop up again, really, again, wasn't this? You know? Oh, that was always going to come up. I've wrote, I've wrote a lot doing about this. I right? have uh, the British Super League's another kettle of fish for the European one, and it's one that Dermot Desmond's been keen on for years. He only spoke about it at the tail end of last year, how it would be a natural progression. Mm-hmm. One of my main gripes about it is, and I'm sure somebody put it on the forum earlier, why is the only Celtic Rangers involved? Where's Hibs in Aberdeen? But you see some of the clubs that are in that Premier League in England. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe Aber- Aberdeen with a bit of money would be as big as your, your Bournemouth's or Southampton's or that. I've got no doubt about that. And it's, for them to do what they're doing, it's, it's basically just... But all we would be doing there is doing what these teams are going to do with the European Super League. We're just going to go and jump in there off it because we've got more money. And you... Can you? Uh, I I I possibly I I I actually I can see it. I, I think you need is it fourteen fourteen teams, Mark, to agree for. Uh-huh. So so can you see them like agreeing like if that's going to affect their chances for for staying in the league? <laughs> you know I I I really can't see it ha- happening. You know I am. Um, would I like? Would you, would would you would you like it though that if Celtic went down? No, you know? I wouldn't like it. I mean, they're saying it's the best league in the world. So why do they need Celtic Rangers to what they all consider a tin-pot league? Let's bring it all. This will, what can we do to make more money? Ask the two for Scotland to come down. They'll be worth a few quid. That's up. it. That's it, Mark. That's what I think it is. It, it's more of the, the revenue that Sky Sports would, would see. Yeah, exactly. Plus, you know? I mean, would Celtic Rangers fans accept being 8th and 9th in, in the league? Because there's no way we would get down there and there's the money to compete right away. But exactly. We need millions of pounds invested behind the scenes, even to go to the level. It is even at this 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 moment in time, the way the Celtic team is marked, 
even if we started in League One or, or even the Championship, this Celtic team at the moment, I think, would, would struggle in the Championship because the Championship is a tough league. There's, there's good teams down in there. This Celtic team could struggle the, even to qualify. The Championship's the hardest league in the world to get out of, Paul, are Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, Leeds were down there for years. They only got up this this season. They were down there for years. It's a lot of money if like if you don't have it. And for Celtic starting off, it's money that we don't have to invest if we went down into those leagues. You know? Oh, I agree with that. It's just, it, would cost, it would take a hell of a lot of money to invest to get us up to a kind of level, a Premier League level. Mm-hmm. And there's, there, there's something that I was only reading today, and it's um, it's it's some Irish guys behind it. It's called the Atlantic League, and supposedly Celtic shot this league down. It's from teams from Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Northern Ireland, a few teams from Wales, and Ireland. It's called the Atlantic League. PSV and Ajax and um, Belgium, you had Andalek, they were supposed to be in it, but supposedly... They're actually pulling out. They pulled out of it because supposedly down the line they're hoping to join the Dutch league and the Belgian league together. This Atlantic league, Mark. That is I just spoke about for donkeys years now, Paul. That was yeah. Mike, can you remember when it was Santana that done the Scottish football deal? Yes, yes. They were they were talking about that even a way back then. But it was Dermot Desmond spoke about it just before Christmas, and that's where he went on about this British League again. See, we know that when you're reading that Celtic had mm-hmm. put the idea, that was when Dermot Desmond had spoke about this British League again. Mm-hmm. He had a thing about that. I don't know why, but he seems to always have... He can all, and it was kind of a piece of law thing as well, wanted to get down, to get down south. Well, I suppose, like, they want the club... The compete against the best, but you know, like Celtic is 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 there for the tradition. We're we're Scottish. Uh, we're in the Scottish league. You know, we're the biggest club in Scotland. Do you really want to go down to the south and be a mid-table team, Mark? Like you said, you know. I don't you know. Wrong. Eventually, I think that Celtic would be able to compete with these bigger teams, but it'd be a long way down the line. Mm-hmm. Even if we got, I mean, if we're right away, we'd probably get the same probably kind of advertising revenue is the bigger teams down there. But that would need to go and invest in the like, things, academy and the sports science department. We need to, the whole club would need to be improved upon. Mm-hmm. It's like, the, 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 it's, it's, it's kind of different standards Aye. that they, they have down there. You know, they're, they're big, as you said, they're like, they're, they're big into sports nutrition, sports science. I know Los Celtic have started to bring in them, but we actually saw no kind of effect from that this season, but we had it when Brendan Rodgers was there. We had this different level of management when Brendan Rodgers was actually in the club. You could see the difference between a Scottish manager and Brendan Rodgers, you know, the difference of calibre and, you know, basically what he had, Mark, like the experience of being in the Premier League. And if any... That's just what he was just there. And and we say if Eddie Howe or any manager, we we don't know. I'm just saying it's Eddie Howe. We suppose it's Eddie Howe. And if he came in, can you see that professionalism coming back into Celtic if it was him? You know. I think it's got to come back. It should be there anyway, Paul. We shouldn't be talking about that. Mm-hmm. We should always be striving to have the best, is the best that they can afford. Money. Mm-hmm. Celtic shouldn't be taking mm-hmm. options when it comes to appointing. 
people behind the scenes that we'll never know the name of. See, as long as they're good at their job, that's who, the best you can afford you get them into there. Whether it's the sports science people or the folk that do all the analytics stuff in that, you, you get the best that you can afford. Uh, this just an one here uh, from Michael Conroy. He says, I used to love Celtic playing Barcelona and Paris Saint-Germain, etc., but now it's painful to watch because of the difference between between teams is just far it's just too far back it is isn't it that these these big clubs isn't it that uh, the Champions League is actually they want to be clubs in the last uh, 16 of the of, of the of the Champions League they don't want teams like Celtic in there do they no you know, and I'm surprised at that you know because every European player Mark that comes and plays in Celtic Park in European I'd say it's the best experience of their life you know but still know, but still know that playing at a level that, you know, they're wanting they're, they're like to compete with each other and not bother about the small fry like us. Mm-hmm. Do you know, they're wanting like to play, just, not just, I mean, obviously Celtic and Barcelona is a big game, there's a lot of people in the world would watch it, but mm-hmm. with folk, with the younger generation now, these people, that, the young ones that have grew up watching the Premier League, would they watch Celtic and Barcelona or would they rather watch Liverpool and Real Madrid? That's it, like there's so much commercial behind the, the Premier League and there's so little like that these young players these days, like they're all built with built into the the premiership as well, Mark. So going forward, Mark, what what would you like the the, the changes to be the Champions League, you know, going forward? The Champions, I see to be honest, I don't really See, the only reason I want Celtic to get into that news is for the money, because we're never going to, we're never going to progress in it. We're, no, we're basically not allowed to progress in it the way we're held back with TV money and that. The best thing you could do with the Champions League is just scrap it and get back to the old European Cup system. Mm-hmm. We're never going to do that. But I think, mm-hmm. league, I think there's a good chance the British League will start. Well, that's something that you think these... These twelve clubs were kind of pushing the the Champions League to do Mark to, to to get them into the league system instead of all these different groups. You know that they were kind of is that the kind of reform they are looking for as well? Do you think the likes of the Manchester United, Real Madrid, and Juventus that just, they want? They did just want to be like they don't need. Well, it wouldn't even be. It wouldn't be. It would they away with the Champions League as such? That's it. Break away Tartan because Man United, the six teams that were leaving England, they wouldn't be playing in England at all. That's it, yeah. And 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 basically, if you took that, if if you took those teams out of the Premier League, Mark, that's a big, big, massive loss to the Premier League. Like if you see Everton winning the league and but you know, basically kill the league because of mm-hmm. the, I mean, if these six teams, see if they pushed on with us and end up getting flung out of English football and things like that. Mm-hmm. English, the Premier League, they would have collapsed. And I just thought... The, the clubs down there would be able to sustain their spending level. Exactly. Spending level. And I, I just like to say, like, are Arsenal and Tottenham the top six team in the Premier League? Why are they in the Super League? So sad. So <laughs> we're going to move on from that, Mark, and if you have anything else to say about us. No, no, really. But just really, I know. Like, even the logistics here, Mm-hmm. Travelling for fans and things like that. I mean, see if, it, if Celtic fans were allowed to travel. Moaning last night about having to travel to Aberdeen for a quarter to take kickoff. 
quite, quite rightly so, not a bit. And then you're expected then to travel to Italy or Spain in midweek for well, a game. Even if it's the British League, they're travelling down to London or Southampton for a quarter to kick-off. But they've expected to accept it because they were getting multi-million pounds for it. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that impressed me most, Mark, was like, uh, the players, the players actually came out and said they were against this. You know that they didn't want to be a part of this league. You know that they, they, it wasn't right. So look, it's going to happen as you said, Max. On maybe down the line, not a couple of years. I've no doubts this is not the last we've heard of us. Oh, definitely not. You know, so court cases been going on and everything. Ed mm-hmm. Dew's been he's kind of gave been giving us a run running commentary meetings and all the different court things and that has been going the last few days and well what it's a legal stuff is a bit beyond my comprehension but I kinda try to cover the just state there with what I was saying. So I just I just see something here from Pedro there. He said yes it would kill the league in England and Sky would would walk without a backward glance. If that did happen, could you actually see no I just just chill out there could you see Sky investing more into the likes of the Scottish League if that happened? If they did put away into the Super League? No, why should they? They've got mm-hmm. the Guinness pennies. And that's... I mean, you're, talk, that, you're saying earlier about the fact that the fans came out against the Super League and that. Maybe we can't even get the fans in Scotland to unite against the way Sky treaters. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, we're just going to move on from there and... Just to move on for a few few rumours that I heard, and this one is a bit of a surprise to me when I saw it, and I, I, I'm just going to put it out there. Ex-midfielder Peter Grant has left his post at Alara Athletic. Could this be coincidence due to the fact that Peter Grant and Eddie Howe played together at Bournemouth between 2000-2002? Grant was also assistant at the time. Uh, to manager Sean O'Driscoll and supposedly Grant has come out recently and said that he's a great admirer of Eddie Howe's coaching. No, it's not the first time Peter Grant has been at Celtic. He was assistant to Tony Mowbray, as we all know the way that went between. So, back, are you reading any, any of this? Are you, I read it, uh, I read is it a coincidence or is this all? I know it's paper talk, but no. is this? I think it's just somebody's had it doing doing came up with five without Paul. Mm-hmm. I can't see Peter Grant being involved in it. Well, see, maybe. I mean, as I've said before, if you're bringing in somebody, it's good to have somebody in the team that knows the, the domestic game mm-hmm. on your coaching staff. But I wouldn't see Peter Grant being like a number two or anything like that. I think that's one of the reasons that Will will put went for John Collins as Ronnie Dyle's assistant because as I said if you're moving to a different league it's good to have somebody on your staff that's been there and done that but look at John Kennedy there for that done, I mean knows the domestic no, game exactly like you you before to kind of keep John Kennedy instead of bringing in Peter Grant who was already under a failed management team at Celtic and you know so it's Kennedy now as well, but isn't he? Exactly. So that's what Mark is saying on Peter Grant. So again, folks, it's all gossip. Uh, so it's also hearing that with second down. 
with Fogel Harkins due reportedly the deal is almost done uh, but Celtic are set to bring back an old uh, scout within is Neil McGuinness Neil McGuinness is behind recruitment when Celtic signed Borgel Van Dyke and McGuinness is currently head of recruitment in Columbus MLS side supposedly he, they're saying that he's, he'll come in and actually work alongside Harkin, if Harkin is the thing, and that he knows the league and he knows what way Celtic works, and he can be more as, as an advisor, Mark, to, to Harkin. This that, is the, this guy that came no, that's, this is, that's Jim. That's Jim again. Right. So I, this is... Sorry, I did read that as well, and I, this is, I wondered if that was the same guy. Neil McGuinness is a, was a scout. He was a scout for us and he's actually you know he's actually head of recruitment over in Columbus and things so he's actually supposedly Celtic have approached him to work alongside Harkin that the deal for Harkin they said is practically almost done but he's going to come in as an advisor to Harkin about the way Celtic kind of work that he's kind of been there he's done that you know don't you think that like is saying like that Harkin, do, do are Celtic, do they not think that Harkin is able to do this rebuild on his own or that they're bringing in a second guy? But it's, it's a Hark, he's talking about Harkin coming in as a director of football. Harkin will come in as a director of football and this and, and making this then will come in and walk alongside him. Oh, as I said, as an, as, as an advisor. But uh, well, is he just going to be an advisor or is he going to be like the head of recruitment? I mean, we, we said, Nick Harmon, we need. Nick still needs replaced. Still this could be that, that maybe that 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 this could be this this thing like so disposing that Celtic board actually regard him highly because he was behind a lot of players that we signed like the one I picked out for the thing is the obvious one was was Virgil Van Dyke that he was the one who actually picked out Virgil Van Dyke and he is supposed to have a great eye for talent so is that saying something that like the board know that's our scouting system hasn't been great the last couple of seasons under the Hammond, Hammond regime and that they know it needs changes. You know? I think so, yeah. I think anybody could tell you it's needing the scouting setups need a bit of a revamp. It's needed as well somebody a bit of continuity. I mean, we've chopped and changed there as well over the last few years and that doesn't help either. Mm-hmm. That's why, as I said, we'll keep parting on about it. We need a director of football that's going to be there for a while to oversee this change in the club. There's no point in having Eddie Howe as a manager and somebody that's going to jump ship with him. The first sign he had a good job in there down in England. Just don't get how if Howe is the next manager, he'll only be here two or three years. We can't go back to here to get two or three exactly. We can't go back to this point in time. We need to have plans in place, uh, like a long plan with a director of football that's here for five, seven, ten years, whatever, to implement it while coaches, managers come and go. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Celtic youngster Anthony Robinson's contract with Celtic seems to be in the same category as Lee Griffiths. Uh, fans were told in 2017 that he signed a new contract that will keep him at the club until 2022, but it's the actually same as the Lee Griffiths that Celtic have an option to extend 
that contract at his last year, like Lee Griffiths, and supposedly Celtic have decided not to uh, renew the last year of his contract. Are you do you think that was that the that his Celtic have made a decision that he's really not good enough that they take? I think it's a right decision, but I feel sorry for him. I like mm-hmm. that. No, no, as a player, he was always he struggled as a player. Again, he could have. It was okay when you were playing against Iraqis and people like that, but even when you were playing against half decent Scottish teams, he never really looked the part for me. But just there was something about him I, I just liked as a person. Mm-hmm. I always wanted him to do well, but I knew he never would. Do you know what I mean? That kind yeah. Of thing. The reason the reason I brought it up was because. Uh, I'm linking it to the Lee Griffiths thing like that. A lot of fans and a lot of fans in the forum as well and, and uh, thought that Lee Griffiths actually had a, a one-year contract and they, they didn't believe that he had a one-year contract. But it's actually Celtic have to renew it. It's actually by tomorrow, I think, they have to renew it. You know? Yeah, I thought it was by the end of the month, Paul. Maybe you're right, but... but you know? I think... I think next week, yeah. Next week, yeah. The, next Friday. You know, this is for the off. I've said that before as well, Paul. Mhm. You know, but do you think that is do 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 Celtic not let the fans know like, like that their contract we say is up in twenty twenty one and Celtic can renew it if they want. Do you know? Said before I brought it up on the podcast before they done this with Scott Sinclair. Mhm. Celtic announced Scott Sinclair signed. It was it's. The link should still be on the actual Celtic website. It said they'd signed a, I think it was a four-year deal it said they'd signed, and then did they sign an extension here? There was something, mm-hmm. but, it, but then when it came out, it was only that oh, the, the last year was an option. They didn't say that Scott Brown had signed a, like a three-year deal with a year's option on it. They announced they'd signed a four-year deal. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a common thing that they seem to do. Exactly. We never hear about it. Never hear about it. Uh, so that's all from rumours, but you know, we we keep at them. But as you know, the Celtic board have been very quiet and things coming out, and everything at the moment is just up in the air. And a lot of things are just as Mark said, is some fella putting a pen to a paper, trying to get a few clicks. No, I thought I'd be happy bringing this up. I thought I'd see a response from the Celtic team. I thought I'd see a change in formation. Uh, it wasn't a change I expected, but. Myself and Mark thought that Oya would be injured after the injury. Mark, again last night. You know? Well, see, to be honest, I thought we still won last night. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, even after we went a goal down, the minute Edward took out a few chances, that offside, he was, he was never offside for that goal. Mm-hmm. Turnbull hurt the bar. But the, we made enough clear-cut chances to win. But the age-old problem, Paul, we couldn't get the ball in the net. Is, is that going down to lack of confidence or is it due to the fact that they just don't have no interest, Mark, the, the strikers? I, I, I mean, that Aberdeen, one of the Edwards ones, I don't know how the Aberdeen keeper saved it. It just it seems to be again. Another goalkeeper that seem to up their game when they're playing Celtic. Game of their life and pull off his saves it. You never one keeper that that always has a good game against Celtic and and I think is um, the St Johnston keeper always has a, a good game against Celtic. The the fellow with the beard I forget his name. 
And um, you know what Fallon on about the St. Johnston's keeper? He, he just I know he's good, but he always just makes saves that that you don't expect him to make. And that was the same last night. Keepers making saves that you think Celtic would finish him. You know? But even probably the players even thought they were finishing them. Do you, do you know what I mean? It was uh, probably Edwards like thinking to himself, how did he even get to that? I don't think you could fault Edwards for last for missing them last night. Mm-hmm. It's, Turnbull hot the bar, that was just unlucky as well. What did you think of young uh, Dembele coming on? Do you think he actually gave a bit of whiss? Well, did you think when he came on? He showed a few flashes of what he can do. I mean, there's, there's no doubt in his technical ability. It's just his physical, is he? He still looked, he still looked very nice. If he be my count, and I don't know, it's be buzz maybe, you know, better than me. Tom Rogers was on for 33 minutes and he touched the ball twice. When I me counting it, I might be wrong with that, but he touched the ball twice in 33 minutes. And then barely showed a lot more than that in 10 minutes that he was on for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you think the the fact that Bison came into the start light instead of Hoyer, have we seen the last time of Shane Duffy in a Celtic jersey, do you think, Mark? Uh, looks like it now, doesn't it? It really does. I thought last night, I think... But maybe his confidence is just at absolute rock bottom now as well. I think mm-hmm. that's why he'd, if he played him last night, it would just it was just wouldn't have got to do any good for, for him. And again, look, we have to talk about this. Um, another set piece, Mark. Another set piece for the goal. Like, like it's a big. It's not just this season. Again, like, and we hate talking about, it, but it has been a main factor for us conceding goals this season. And it's um, it's a. Uh, the set pieces again, you know, no matter who we put in the defence, Mark, it it just seems to be set pieces again is the main problem. Like, and is it down to the fact of zone and marking, or are we not able to defend set pieces? I think zonal marking's got a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. I, I do, I've said that before. I mean, put people on the post and then tell, put guys on the post and then tell them. Barry brought up, he get told where he to be on the park, who he to pick up. Somebody tell that as well. You're picking him up. Don't let him away for you. You're on the back post. You're on the front post. You're marking him. You're marking him. It's not difficult. Mm-hmm. So, Pedro there, uh, and I was at Pedro, well, getting to your point, I was going to bring it up, is can we talk about the shocking team selection before the first whistle was even blown? Now, I expected a few youngsters. I know they were named on, on, on the bench, but I, I was expecting changes the, the first because I was texting you all day yesterday, Mark. Uh, did you get the line up? Uh, was there, is there any changes? Any unexpected changes? You're going to see. And you told me no, that there was beat on just for Oyer and Oyer was injured. You know, are you surprised at the selection that he actually stuck to the players? You know, I, I, I put it this way to you is, is John Kennedy still picking these players? Because maybe he knows he's leaving at the end of the season, right? And he doesn't want to lose games by playing youngsters that will hurt his chances of becoming a manager elsewhere that he went on a losing run at Celtic. Do you think that's why he played these first team players? No, no, because I don't think... I mean, see if he had played young boys last night and they drew one each, or even get beat. It's, the, the season's a dead duck. I wouldn't have held that against Kennedy. I'd have said, at least he's played a couple of young boys and we, 
given up my experience we can see where it goes. Exactly, there's, there's actually no pressure on Kennedy now. Do you know what I mean? There's not, there's not to play for. There's not the thing like you know, like the, the, the fans would like to see a homegrown player, you know, get a game and and see what he can do for the next. And, and, and another one that keeps popping up is is Zorro. Does 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 Kennedy? See something in Zorro that we don't see. Maybe he thinks that Zorro isn't the the player that a lot of fans think he is. I think he's just showing a bit of favouritism to Brown because Brown's leaving. I think that's what. Really, I just think that's what it is. Mhm. And you think he will start? I, 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 I possibly can't see it. I think the next he definitely won't do it in the next game, which is against Rangers. That'll be the cut off point. Many games as are after the Rangers game. Another two or three. Mm-hmm. I think the Rangers game will be the cut-off point after that. You know, like what youngsters, and, and this is the live chat, what youngsters would you like to see have a go? I I would like to see this young lad Montgomery to to, to see what he is like because uh, there's, there's been a lot of talk about him and uh, uh, being, uh, being, being uh, is it left-back or right-back he is? Left-back? Left-back. Left back. With the problems we have, yeah, used to be a striker, yeah, and it was uh, Darren O'Dea that actually, because he had so much pace, that Darren O'Dea wanted him to be a left ringer, you know, like a like like a wing back, right. and that's why they put him into that position, and he actually grew into the position, and supposedly that he's actually enjoying it, being a left left sided player, than being a striker. So I I like to see him, man, because I I know. Darren O'Dea rates him highly and you know Darren O'Dea did get excited about it even though his voice didn't tell us but you know uh, I hope my voice sounds better than Darren O'Dea's <laughs> I hope I get a bit excited just a wee bit just a you know, you know, but what, what play would you like to see uh, Mark go of all the youngsters out there well I'd like to see what he can do that mm-hmm. about. I'd like to see Dembele getting some game time as well you know, I like to, like, do you think if they did give Dembele just a few games out at the end of the season, like we say? I'd like to see that young boy Henderson get some of game time, because I thought he'd done well when he came He'd done well, he'd done well, and he done well against Leo, is it Leo, is it Leo, is this Leo, in the, Aye, he done very well in the, in, the, in the Europa League, and do you think if they give Dembele, we say, 40 minutes? Would they be able to convince him to stay? Or do you think he's waiting for who the new manager is and see what future the manager would have for him? Dembele? You know? mm-hmm. I don't think Dembele's got a lot. I don't think he's going to be here that long, but I'd still, I'd still get him on the park. Because it, the thing about it was that Lennon told him he'd be getting game time, and he didn't. And that's when... I think that's when... He, he was always dithering whether he was going to be staying here. But I think that's what pushed him over. I was wanting to leave. Because it's hard to see such a good prospect leave in the club like that, isn't it? That like there's 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 so much about him that the fans love, and a lot of fans have watched him since he was young. You know, I remember watching him when he was sixteen on the YouTube, juggling the ball as a, as a little boy and and stuff like that. But you know, it's it it, it is sad to see these young players leaving Celtic, isn't it? Without getting a real Govis, you know. It definitely is. What's the point of having this, having an academy and that when you're not getting young players or spoke about even a pass to the first team, let alone, uh, let alone any game time? Buzzbomb says Aberdeen's 17-year-old 
left back did well. Uh, I think Ali seventeen over done well at left back against Celtic Glasgow. You know? So it doesn't matter if I, I could I could I could have played in Colas, I could have sat on that sideline against the post, walking my fag and Celtic still wouldn't have scored against me. So who was a young boy we signed for Arsenal? Flex. Uh, Flex. Uh, supposedly Aston Villa are looking at him. Aston Villa are looking at him. That, that's what I read about him. That Aston Villa are looking at him. That they raised him highly and they've watched him a few times uh, this season and last season uh, for Celtic Reserves and, and new teams. So there's another player that's actually going to hit. And I actually... I actually thought he was a, a player who actually would actually break in to the to the Celtic team this year. I thought he would have been able to in about the first team squad this year as well, Faye. But yeah, because he was he was in there last year, like you know, before the, the lockdown, he was actually in around the first team on the bench. But he hasn't been on the, he hasn't even been on the bench. And uh, and when the when the COVID situation with the boy came in, he wasn't even getting a game. Do you know? So I I I. I, I it, it that worries me. Uh, we spoke about those things. We're not going to go back into it. Is that the the lack of a plan for for the youngsters within the first team? Like, and it just shows it like that. Even with the COVID, like our youngsters really aren't getting the game. You know, uh, that's, that's a big problem. This Steph boy saying that Oka Flex is not going to make it. He's a he's a waster. Oh, there to go. Maybe another one that's got ideas above his station. Mm-hmm. So last, and we spoke about him. I spoke about him, but the deal has now been confirmed that Patrick Camilla has left. Supposedly for a fee, Celtic paid for him three point five million. We knew it was going to come, but I gave my opinion on it. And Mark say doesn't know much about him, but I think we will uh, could regret this decision to let him go without giving him actually a real chance, Mark. Camilla, you know, what, what I saw of him and what I know type of player he is, I think Celtic will will, uh, will, will struggle. And shout out to Kev83, he was the first person that ever mentioned anything about that, wasn't he? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Forum, Kev says about him going to America. Mm-hmm. Whether he should have got a chance or not, I don't, I don't know if I believe the story we get our money back for him, but... You know, but you think if we did get our money back, Mark, you think, like, like you really see a player leaving a club where he hasn't done well for the exact fee that the selling club paid for him. Do you know, like, do does the this LMS team actually see a player in him that we actually haven't? Do you know what I mean? Do you know? I'm not even an I'm not much an expert on the MLS, but I mean, what kind of transfer fees do they normally pay? Is three and a half million not quite? A decent price for him to pay for a player. Yeah, could be. Yeah, because anyone that goes there, like he, their their wage bill could be big. Um, you know, but they have a cap then on their wages then as well. You know, they have a cap. Yeah, they what? You know, they have a cap. Like, but I'm just say, I just like, you know, I think down the line, I, you know, I I'd be interested to watch him how he goes on there, Mark. Do you know what I mean? After Celtic, you know, that if he does well, could. Celtic have kind of maybe let him go too soon, you know, even without a new manager coming in, maybe a new manager could actually play the team around him the way he, you know, the kind of striker that he is, you know. But he must have wanted to go, I think. Otherwise, who's... I think so, yeah. I think so, Mark. I think it, like, it, it came out that who's uh, it, 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 it's good for, for both parties, you know. Maybe he was unsettled at Celtic, 
you know, we don't know what's going behind the thing. Like maybe he knew that it's not going to work out for him here. He look, Some players are away to adjust to Scottish football. We spoke about before back and some players aren't. And they actually go away from Celtic and become a better player. You know, but then just, Scottish football is a tough league, you know, and, and people don't realise how physical the Scottish league is when they come in. You know, they, they, a lot of them think it's an easy ride up here, but it's not really. You know, it's, it's a tough league and it's a physical league to, to play in, oh, you know. People with bigger reputations in Clamalla have come up here and done nothing. You know what I mean? There's no shame in mm-hmm. no making a success yet. Because I, I don't think it's a young guy's fault that it didn't make a success yet. Because as we spoke about when he came back last season, when he was ripped with muscles, he had the shaved teeth, and I've never heard any talk about him with a bad attitude and things like that. So it must just have been football reasons that he never got a chance. Mm-hmm. So who's making these? See if it wasn't him pushing on for the move and wanting the move. Who's making it, the decisions at Celtic? You know. It's actually it's luxury too for a young player to actually maybe go off to America and play as well, Mark. You know he's getting into the good weather. He's you know he's going, he's not going to be in Aberdeen in the in the, in the last rain and stuff like that. You know maybe he wanted to go as well to be. It's a chance of a lifetime, isn't it? For, for yeah, it's twenty twenty one years of age now. Next is uh, I want to discuss this, and I, I actually want to get your thoughts on on the live chat as well, and I want to get Mark's is. Um, is Jack Hendry uh, getting Player of the Year over in Belgium and actually doing very, very well. Uh, a journalist has come out in Belgium and he said, uh, Jack Hendry says, uh, back to the back to the ball, he's strong. Passing ability, strong. Weaknesses, no real weaknesses for any manager to be concerned about. This is what a journalist said about uh Jack Hendry, uh, he's played 27 appearances, two goals, one assist. He seems to be doing very well. Do you think he deserves a second chance under New Manager as a clean slate, considering mm. what we had in... Uh, no, it's a big, big no for me. He's only got a year left in his contract, so we need to either extend his contract or he'd be playing... He could leave us for nothing next season, next summer. Mm-hmm. And initially, I thought he'd agreed and committed himself to moving. To supposedly, he's not. He's actually supposedly he's actually wanted to come back. I think is this. He's, he's not. I've been told he doesn't want to come back to Celtic. He's in the intentions of coming back. Mm-hmm. But I thought he'd already he'd made the agreement with Austin Stad KVO. I just call him. But it turns out he's only been there. When they made the move, it was all a principal agreement, but they've, they've actually opened negotiations because they want to sign him. So they're mm-hmm. that one. But I, his career's for Celtic, his career's over for me. But you think, uh, considering that uh, players have actually benefited from going out and loan, the likes of Callum Mack and Christie going out and loan and actually coming back a better player? Do you not see that in Jackman that you actually see enough for him that he's maybe too lightweight for the kind of defender that we want? You know? I, I, didn't, I don't watch the Scotland games, but apparently it had a couple of stinkers for Scotland as well. It was just back to the Jack Kendry we know. I'm not, I'm not convinced about this great improvement in him because I, I, mean, I, I don't watch much of the Belgian league, but there isn't even many Bel- players for the Belgian league that are in the national in the- 
Exactly, exactly. I don't know, I've been, somebody said that in the live chat, yeah, the Belgian league must be garbage. I've got, I wouldn't say garbage, but well, the Scottish league isn't the best, but I don't I wouldn't say the Belgian league's that far in front of us, really. No, I, I, I agree too, you know, I, 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 I agree with you, Mark. I, um, I don't know much about the Belgian league, you know, but... And even if, see if Kendry did come back, even with the likes of Ayer and that going, would, would they improve itself to defence? And it's not really an improvement then. To the level we need it to be, or we want it to be. Mm-hmm. So I could, no, I'd, I'd rather have young Welsh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Rob McNair says, some players are just not suited to certain leagues, and Jack Henry is probably a good example uh, uh, Paul Kelly says I thought he looked ropey in Scotland games there's that as well I was reading that as well I don't watch Scotland games but was it Austria they played or a, was it Austria they played the other week and he was getting a bit of a ribbon for his performance in that mm-hmm. uh, one thing I see here is um, for like bad signings and, and stuff he said and uh, one player I, I, I don't have him on my list but I want to pick him up that we had here uh, because Pedro has bought him up, his bottom goalie. He is going to be back at the end of the season. Uh, what's your thoughts on him coming back? She said to get rid of him straight away for what he did and what he cost us this season. I think he's. I think if he has actually like comes back to Celtic, it will just be like on paper. Mm-hmm. The agent's trying to get him a move away, and somebody will take him. Do you know what I mean? It will just be his loan. I don't think they'll keep him on as you know. They've not done too well in Turkey, haven't they, no? No, no, no. He'll take him on, but his agents shot him about to try and find him a move, sir. If he does come back, it'll just be a paperwork idea, his loan's over, and then there'll be a transfer out of the place. Steph says that Bangor is not good enough. What price, actually, Matt, did we, did, did, did we, did we pay for him? Bangor, if anyone knows in the live chat, I think it was nearly two million or one, two, two million or three million was this? It was, it was a fair bit of money. You know, uh, Mark's gone to keep. Uh, oh, Doug's just attacked me again. You know, three million we paid for back in. Do you think we're going to get that back for him? No. Oh, uh, no, I don't think so. I, we may, I mean, we may. There's crazy transfer prices. It's hard these days to judge a transfer fee. Mm-hmm. I mean, three millions, no, a lot of money to a team earn. Europe, you know, it's a lot of money to Celtic for a player that hasn't kind of uh, uh, done of, very well. Like, do you know, do you know, like you have to question, like, who would you question there, Mark? Who would you, would, would you question Hamid there because the, of the transfer fee, or would you question Lord for the transfer fee there of this player? Because it is a lot of money for Celtic to be, and and same with Mark has five million. That's a lot of money too for a keeper. You know, like who goes about these transfer fees really? Well, that's level. It's Lowell that negotiates these deals, and it's him that cho- it's him that was choosing who we were signing. He'd be getting a list of players off of well, Hammond or whoever, and Lowell would work doing that and look what's the best deal for Celtic to make money on. That's the way mm-hmm. Lowell looked at a lot of transfers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so see, like, who Celtic can make a profit off down the line, spine for three, maybe. Seven for seven, eight, so you know, that, kind, that kind of a way. That's a big part of what Lowell's outlook was when it came to make decisions about finding that. And do you think that would change? 
with Dominic McCoy, or do you think that's just the way Celt- like we do have to make money, obviously? Like, what, do you think that would change in some way, Mark? You know, I don't think the CEO making a choice about how much we can afford and things like that. Mm-hmm. The player should be, a, I should be a, a coming together of the minds. The director of football and the finance guy should work on the best that they can get together. Yeah. should say, what about him? What kind of money is that going to be? Or oh, you're talking maybe eight million pounds, twenty five thirty grand a week wages. Oh, we can't afford that if we're going to try and buy a right winger as well this season. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. That has to happen. Like these are who's second on your list? Oh, we could get him. He would cost only three million, but. If it works out, we've got a player in our hands kind of thing. And it's a, there are, I mean, every transfer is a gamble. We've brought in players like, like Duffy that we thought were going to be successful. No, we've brought in mm-hmm. we thought we would never see near the team. Like Frimpong, and he just burst onto the scene and we sold him at a massive profit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terence Casey says, surely we should be looking at more quality than quantity. Yeah, because you, you could agree with that, like, but... You know, Years. Years, like, but as, as Mark said there as well, you know, you have to think within your budgets what you have as well, Mark. Do, do you know what I mean? You have, to, you have to... As long as we're signing people for their football and ability and know the chances of making money on them, that's the way we've got to go. Uh, Buzzbomb says, um, what about Ferguson and Nesbis, Mark? I take Ferguson right I take him no bother. But I think Aberdeen would maybe be crazy money for him. Crazy money for him now, yeah. Especially uh, that you know he's, he 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 could have scored two three goals last night, really, Mark, couldn't he? He was mad at the match last night. You know, man. Uh, so look, we're going to move on from transfer, uh, transfer and, and the match stuff. So, so we have Michael. Uh, it's uh, Michael Dundee seven from the the forum. I think Mark's going to get him on the line. And we're just going to have a chat to Mike and see what he's concerned about Celtic and what way he thinks and what way what what way he'd like Celtic to be in the future. Mark, is he on the line? No, I'm just going to ring him up, Paul. So, folks, it's just me. Um, One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss get get uh, 
Pedro says, yes, Buzz, get Campbell from Motherwell. Like the thing that gets me is, Mark, like just these players, you know, in in, in Scotland, you know, fair enough, you know, Fox is a good player and, and stuff like that, but like the Campbell and the Fanny Gallagher for, for, for Motherwell as well, uh, you know, they're good players in a poor team, really. You know, and it's a different level sets coming up from Motherwell to Celtic, isn't it? Gallagher's 28 or 29 now, isn't he? I mean, mm-hmm. it's different if he was 20, 21 or like a young boy that you're going to get a four or five year out of and he'll hopefully he'll maybe then be ready for the Premier League or a bigger league to we'll make profit off him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, there's not too many players in Scotland that I would bring to Celtic. Uh, Pedro, I won't answer that question you said to me there, but I haven't seen her, but everything's fine. <laughs> You there, Michael? I can hear you, yeah. Michael, welcome to the show. Um, Thanks for coming on, Michael. We're well, just talking about the, the match last night. Uh, surprised or expected? Or? I'm just surprised that Aberdeen didn't win, if I'm being honest. Like, yeah, especially mm. with the starting lineup that was announced. The, the fact that Christie and Edward and that are still getting a game at this part of the season with their efforts all season is embarrassing to the club. Eh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you have liked to see more younger players being given a chance instead of them, yeah? Well, as soon as the league was finished, they should have been dumped out of the players, eh? Yeah. Like, yeah. like Edward, like he says, like, they're getting away with murder just now because there's no fans in the stadium as well. Exactly, exactly. They wouldn't be, like, their arches in the performances on the pitch. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, I just can't believe it. Like, like that. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're getting away more, like, if the Celtic fans were in there, like, that that attitude wouldn't be there if they were if the fans were there like because like the fans wouldn't let it happen really so they wouldn't you know it just it's just like I've seen a few people on the forum and that say that we've had it good for like people like myself should like for the last few seasons we've won this and we've won that but it's not about losing trophy it's the way it's happened this season that doesn't sit well yeah there. the kind of the way the the way they don't tools really isn't it like uh, we spoke about that before like it's not it's not the that we lost the league, it's the way we lost this and how poor we given up, you know. It's like I said, it's just like I said, I don't expect Celtic to win everything all the time. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the, this season is just. And what's your main? What, what, what would you like to see going forward, uh, Michael? Like, just, I, I, I put a question to like. Are you comfortable? Like, fair enough, we have a new CEO coming in now uh, and he's there and thing, but there's still the old board members on the loan there. Do you feel confident then with this rebuild that that needs to be done? Or? I've got no confidence, like I said, even the time that it's taken. Mm-hmm. Just, no. You know, kind of a decision should have been made already in the It's not even the fact that, like, I'm, I don't bother if the manager's put in place now. Mm-hmm. Just announce it. So there's some like uncertainty is gone, eh? We just know where we're going. Know where we're going, and, and and then maybe the fans can actually get behind the manager now for next season already. You know, uh, would you like to see Kennedy involved next season? No. Demand your team. Kennedy shouldn't be there anyway. None of them should be there. Like he says, if the manager goes, they all go, eh? Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Why would you sack the manager and keep the assistant? I mean, he's been there all season, and it's all been going wrong as well. And, and I put it to Mark, um, there will go. Uh, do you think he, the reason he's playing these players is because he's afraid that it might challenge his own career if he starts losing games for Celtic? 
I, I don't think so, no. I just don't, I just personally don't think he has a clue. Eh? The same as Lennon. Exactly. <laughs> this seems to be... It's like, no, it's, 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 nothing has changed, Michael. They, they're like, it's, it's the same tactics. It's the same kind of attitude from the players. And there was a bit of excitement from some fans when we beat Limston at 6-0. But I said, like, there's no pressure on them. Like, you know, they should be beating Limston every week anyway. You know? Well, like I say, like anybody who watched that game, I turned it off after 79 minutes. It's the first time I've done it in a while because of how bad it was. I actually missed the goal. But how Aberdeen didn't win that game three or four, I'll never know, I guess. I think, well, I think this season we're actually lucky that Aberdeen and Hibs actually were poor this season again, or, or this Celtic team would have been lucky to finish second the way we played this season. It's easy. <laughs> like, you know? yeah, like I said, it's just like, it's just soul destroying just now, and I understand what people have said in the past, like, oh, we've had it good for so long, but this is just, Exactly. Like how does how the board let this happen, you know, like the, the amount of players that's gonna leave at the end of the season, you know, like it's the biggest rebuild like in Martin O'Neill, like and and, and you'll be the same as me, like, you know, I don't feel confident in the board in in this rebuild that the, the same old board members are there. Mark, what's your opinion that actually? You know, that the uh, the same board members are going to be there. Do you think Dominic McCoy is going to have his own way well, on the board? I spoke about that the other night. Charlie. Mm-hmm. I said Peter Lowell would walk in. He walks in anywhere and Peter Lowell is the most important guy in the room, according yeah. to Lowell. And, well, at Ian Banker, he's, he's, he's like somebody's wee grandpa, the way you just, I think Lowell just went in and to board meetings and said, this is what's happening. And they all just sort of nodded like we nodding dogs. Think it'll change though with Dominic McCoy coming in though, that they'd be more of a... No, because I think they'll just... Well, I, they'll either stand up to McKay say, oh, that's not the way Peter Lowell done things, which could be a problem, or that's not the way we we usually do things. Yeah, it's kind of like that. that, 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 that. Or they'll just sit there and be wee quiet nodding dogs again and just do whatever Dominic McKay wants, which isn't a, isn't a good either. Do you need... Would, IFP keeps going on about problems at a higher level. That's a problem for me. The board's all been there for that that long. We're needing mm-hmm. three years on the board, and we need mm-hmm. well Dominic McKay. He'll be on the board, and that'll be, he'll bring in fresh ideas. But we need somebody, other people that are in the same kind of wavelength as Dominic McKay, and only just happy to sit there and just be just that wee better than Rangers, because the board's just happy to be that for years. Do you think Dominic McCoy uh, would bring in his own people, uh, Michael? Or would he, you know... Oh, I would hope so. Like I say, this is the, the whole club needs change from top to bottom. Like I say, there's no point, this season's done. It's time to just change everything. Mm-hmm. And what about the, the likes of Hark, you know, we say coming in, and maybe it could be Eddie Howe, we don't know. We actually saw rumours, it could be Roy Keane, it could be anyone. Well, uh, I was actually, at the start, I was actually hoping for Fergal Hark and, and Enzo Maresca. Is the pair mm-hmm. because they've worked that well together at Man City. And people say, oh, but Maresca is only managing the under 23s Man City and this, that, and the next thing. But but he does kind of work within the programme, Celtic yeah. work with, don't he? With youngsters, right. progressing your youngsters as well, didn't he? It's a massive step up for Man City under yeah. 23s to Celtic managers. That was my main concern with Maresca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dealing with the press. How would they deal with the press in Scotland? I mean, you know what they're like with a Celtic manager? He's coming up. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's a big, big step up for him managing him. Not, not just on a football level, but in that show, 
what's the word, when you're exposed to everything in his life's going to be looking, do you know what I mean? He's half the he's going to hate him and his family and half of him's going to love him. He's never... Can, can, can you see Eddie Hall be able to hack that, Mark? You know, we talked about that the other day, do you know what I mean? We, do, do you only possibly think that be able to hack that of all the candidates is like Ian? Uh, well, that would be the only plus point for Keen and me, but the JFP says, I know Bournemouth's a wee quiet season We'll have uh, we'll have all chance from uh, North Cork coming off to Scotland with their their socks uh, tucked into their pants behind like <laughs> you you wouldn't you wouldn't know why hit you over in Scotland if they came over now trust me there you know so do you, uh, how do I put this what players they, they we know the players are leaving I think but out of out of the team Michael like what two what Two, three players, would you think that deserves to be here next well, season? I, I'm just I, not I, would, I might not go down well, but um, I'd love to see Barkas given the chance because before signing for Celtic, he was one of the most sought after goalkeepers in Europe, eh? Greece number one in that. And it's obviously not worked well for him up here, but I still think it's worth at least giving him another pre season, another chance to settle in. It's not been easy for anyone during this mm-hmm. pandemic. Settle. This has probably been the worst time to actually go to a new club. It's a new club, yeah, exactly, exactly. The guys came from Greece. I think he's worth another chance. And I'd build my team around Turnbull. I think he's that good. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think he's the best player we've got just now. Well, I agree with you about Barkas, Mikey. But I think Barkas deserves another chance under a new manager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's been the main effect for a lot of players. And uh, <coughs> for me, I think... Um, it, it affected Duffy as well. I know Duffy's been very poor this season, but like Duffy's dream was to play in front of the Celtic fans, you know, and with the fans not being there and the death of his father, and it, it did take an effect uh, on him personally. And it's, it, it is a bad time to be joining a, a club in during a pandemic when you have really no social life. I'd like to see backers uh, have another go because if five million is a lot of money to. To be paid for a keeper who's not going to be your first choice, you know. I just, I just like you say, I only ever seen him, if I'm being honest, when he played against us when we played AEK a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, and, obviously, and, obviously that's only in two games, so it's hard to. But like I say, with the reputation the guy had and the money that's been paid, I suppose too that you could say then as well, like, like it's hard for any keeper to play behind a defence that Celtic have this season as well, in this. Yeah, you and, like say, and if you've got like things that are third player, which is hard to push considering the players we've got, um, mm-hmm. see, uh, I would love to keep Christopher Ayer. Like he'd be my number one shout for captain. Like Carl McGregor's never a captain. He's never a Celtic captain anywhere. In my I, opinion, I agree, Chad. That he be Ayer would be, I think, between all the players this season. And like we know Ayer wanted to leave, but he 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 really never let that affect his performance. You know, and the, like you could even see the hurt. When Celtic lose the game in Neuer's face, you know the yeah. and he's well, the only when one. When he celebrates tackles and you know, he celebrates like stopping goals and tackles like he's exactly. playing himself. Exactly. Like that, eh? Exactly. You know, and so, so like the, the the big improvement. And but what's the the position most you think we need to invest in this season? Well, it depends on who's going out. Obviously, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I don't think in well in thirty years of watching Celtic, I don't think I've ever seen as many set pieces go going against us ever. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, it's unbelievable. Like, but why do you think that? Like, is that down to 
like there was a few like there's a few comments came out like and uh, people saying like that they they practice this on uh, some people are saying like that they practice these defensive drills on training a few other people are saying that it's not the type of man that lead Nenon is is to practice these drills do you know like, you, you kind of don't know what to believe but looking at the way we've defended this season you can't really say that they've practiced these drills can you you know, I can only, I can only go, man. I, like I said, I played a decent level of junior for about 15 years with Lockheed United, a team from Dundee. Mm-hmm. And, um, whenever you know, we were like in training, that not once in 15 years did I hear the word zonal market. Yeah, yeah. Like it says, we got a man to pick up, and then there was two men on the post. It's as simple as that. And if that guy scores, we all know whose man it was. It's as simple as that. Everybody's got a man. How hard could it be? Who was it actually, Mark, that bought it this zone, Mark? Was that Gladiola at Barcelona, the, the kind of a Spanish football team that it came from? Because it wasn't English football, really, that that, that came because The idea who came up with it, but it just seems to be a fancy, fangled idea that I don't know why people persevere with it. I've never seen it, I've never seen it being, being a, a long-term success for any any team. It's mm-hmm. stupid things in football, you know, I think. Uh, the way they try to overthink things and complicate things. Uh, he says there, Barry said the same thing. And I mean, any that have played football for any team, even when you were a young boy playing with your school team in your boys' club, that was how you get taught how to defend the set pieces. Pick your, uh, you're marking him. Do you know, even even mm-hmm. was shouting at the, at the byline, telling you, you go to him, you're marking him. And mm-hmm. somebody put it on the live chat the other night. We were talking about it, and somebody says, "A bit of grass has never scored a goal." If it's just, I mean, that's basically what the players do. I'm just watching this bit of grass to make sure uh, they don't know the type of grass that can score goal, do they? Bonds Bond is saying there that the, the last time Celtic went for ten in a row, we uh, we also lost. Uh, we lost nine games, and we we drew five. But they also won two cups in that season. So is it the pressure, do you think, of the 10 row that maybe affected the players? Or was it just down to bad attitude, uh, Michael? I think it was bad attitude and bad management. I mean, it's not just one person that's to blame. It's the, it's the whole group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the team game at the end of the day, like I said, right from the management or board, right down to the, the players on the bench. So that's I trust them. all season. <laughs> That, that, that Pedro brought up there, he, he said that if the board worked better with Blendon Rogers, uh, the 10-0 would have taken care of itself. Do you think if Blendon Rogers did in charge of Celtic, that the 10 row would have been would have been there, Mark? Uh, I think so. If Peter Lowell had backed him, even though I think maybe I've got to a stage that Brendan Rogers did not saying didn't want to be here, but it one eye in the exit. If everything was gone his way and we were on, on course for 10 in a row, I think he would have stayed to do it. Michael, do you think that like Brendan Rodgers also failed in Europe? Like, so, you he know, just like, just failed in Europe. We got some of our worst defeats in Europe under him. Eh? <laughs> yeah, that does seem to be Celtic, actually. We always get... But it's the groups that fans want, didn't this? You know, I felt, they, I, I'm maybe different than, like it says, when, I, when they draw us coming in, you've got PSG, like... Mm-hmm. I remember back in 2003 or four when we played Barcelona and we beat them 1-0 and Alan Thompson scored. 
like going into that game, I was confident we were going to win. When we beat EC Milan 2-1, when Scott McDonald's, I was confident we were going to win, or at least give them a game. Playing against PSG and Barcelona and that just now, it's about no conceding more than five. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's the it. level it's got to now. Like, yeah, like, Do you know what? It's not enjoyable. Rogers made a major blunder for me in the, the years in Europe because he's just he set up the team to play Celtic's way the way we would in Scotland. Exactly, exactly. They're in a d- different level phase. I mean, like Neil Lennon, he's Jews when he's first, when he's first here and that, he knew how to set up in Europe against his bigger teams, which was back defence, defence, and then try and hit them in the break when we'd get oh, Samaras and that to run up. But, but oh, well, I can go and just put, play your normal game, lads, and that, and we'll see how things go, and we get totally destroyed. But I put this to the two of you, we say, so we say, Peace, Lauren Blend, and Rogers, um, Walking relationship was actually perfect. It was brilliant. They got along. If Leicester still came in for Blenden Rogers, do you think he'd go, Mark? No, I don't. No, I think by that time, I think by that time it would have been, it'd have been, it been well invested. Oh, I want. See if we'd like went and signed John McGinn. Do you know what I mean? If Brendan Rodgers had got the... I think that was the, that, that, that was the last kind of straw uh, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, McGinn. But if Brendan Rodgers had been getting his way, everything was hunky-dory, even if he said, oh, I can't wait to get this 10 done, either way, whether we win or lose, just to get out of here and back down to England, fair dues, but I think he would have stuck a, a bit for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a question that I asked... Uh, uh, Welchie on, on, on the forum and on GFE in the forum uh, like, say the same to you do you think David Dermans is up for us or do you think he's kind of lost interest in Celtic or do you think he's going to make a statement and show Rangers and show the, the media that Celtic are the number one club in Scotland I still think he's interested like he says he, he still spent some decent money last season on players like Barcraft and that did he mm-hmm. you know what I mean like he says I mean, he can only do so much. He's put up the money to get the players in. If the players underperforming, then I mean, he's not. <laughs> he's, he's not really. Bit. He's not really. Thing like he's putting the money. He's he's trusting these people to run the club. As you said, Mark, like Desmond kind of stays away from the running of the club, and he puts the likes of Peter Larland and the board members into that position to run the club. You know. Well, that's the on other sides. The term they use is an absentee landlord. I don't see a problem with that if, it, if the people at the club are doing their job. And for the first time in years, Peter Lowell's failed to win us the league and Dermot Desmond's got shot at him. Whether he's mm-hmm. iron, whether he's sacked, do you know what I mean? Peter Lowell's away, Neil Lennon's away. And I'd said before, I don't, I don't expect Dermot Desmond to come out with any big, brash, bold statements, but by his actions, do you know what I mean? We'll know, we'll know he's is it we know your thoughts by your deeds or something they say? Is he, the next moves that he makes that will show you whether he is up for the fight that's in front of us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A point going to improve things. I mean, it'll be hard not to improve things. The next step will be the CEO, new CEO, get a new manager in, revamp the club. If all this is, ha- if all this is going to happen, you'll see that... Well, the state, I'm doing that will show you that he's interested and still up for it. <laughs> There's one thing actually there I noticed that there was a question that, that uh, some people said on, uh, on the forum like that. Uh, 
Dominic McCoy is is two days in the in the job and and, and still no press conference. What what are they expecting him to to do really, uh, Michael? Do you think that they want him to come? How would he be doing a press conference like? Mm-hmm. I'm saying, see you in press conferences. You'll get some puff piece on Celtic TV with Jerry McCulloch asking him scripted questions, and that'll be a lot. That's fine. That's how you want to. That's how you want to. That position. I don't want to be reading about my CEO in the paper. No. A CEO should they be? What your clubs defined by? It was the same as when when Peace and All came out after the debate thing, and he apologised to the thing like. The CEO, CEO really shouldn't be coming out doing that, should he, Mark? You know? No, no, he shouldn't have. That, to me, that was bad PR. You know, and he's, take, he's actually taking... Sausage PR department in Celtic. Yeah, yeah. You know? Who's put Peter Lowe to do that? It's done in their ass kicked, in my opinion. Because it's been his place to come out and defend that, or no defeat. And, and especially when, when Lennon came out then, a couple of days after, when, when the first team came back and he defended the, the, the boy trip. Like, so, I, communication has been a big issue within the club this year, not just between the board and the fans, but I think just within the whole club, communication seems to be all over the place this season. You know, like, I, I've read that, that uh, the, uh, a reason that why the new players haven't settled in this season because the communication between the management wasn't really getting through to the new players and how Celtic play or what they think. Have you have you heard anything about that, Mark or Michael? That the communication that they couldn't uh, get the way Celtic were playing these new players. I think one of the major problems within the club is just, in my opinion, player power is getting out of hand. Like. Uh, like you say, people like Christie and Edward and that at the start of the season throwing the dummy at the pram because they never got their moves. They both mm. have been rotten our season. They'll be lucky to get a move to anybody here. Yeah. That, 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 that's one thing actually I can't understand. Like you know, and like if you want in a move, like you want to play for your best and get the best club in for you. Like do like if if Edward wants to leave, no, like the only teams that are going to come for him at the moment is like some Newcastle or or a mid-season t- table. The likes of Manchester United and Liverpool and Rematch, they're not going to be interested in Edward the way his attitude is at Celtic at the moment, you know? I think one of the, the problems I've had about is it was been about Christie, and I don't know if any of the people in the chat or that have noticed it. It was certainly happening at the start of the season. Whenever Celtic were scoring and it wasn't a Christie, he never once celebrated. Ever. He just walked away. A few folk have said to me, they know, I've never really noticed it, but a few folk have said, and I noticed it, see, looking back now, you do see that, Mikey. You yeah. And there's obviously a major problem there, like yeah, like you say. Do you think it's his dad that's behind us, the Christian's attitude, like or has he seen, as as Mark said in the last chat, that supposedly he's good buddies with Tony and uh, he sees the money? But I I don't know what kind of player Christie thinks he is. But he's not good enough. Do you know? <laughs> like, I don't know where this is. Like we had a, like a good six months or whatever it was, but other than that, he's never showed anything to think like he's you not. Know, and talking about Christie and Tierney in the same bracket, that's just. Like, that's never going to happen. Like, there's a different level. They guys, like, eh. You know, going on about Tierney, uh, I think, and uh, it's a player that, that I reckon has always got a raw deal, and I'm actually surprised he didn't start at Rangers and uh, Laxell starts for him. It's, it's Craig Taylor. You know? Yeah, he gets a raw deal, but I think he's actually, like you said, he's the best left back at the club by miles, eh? But by, by miles, like, you know, like, it is, it is actually uh, a position that's 
that's always going to be compared to Taney for an, a couple of years, really, Mark, isn't this? Uh, I think so. It's, that's, to me, that was a problem when Taylor came. That's who the fans were comparing them to, and it wasn't fair. I mean, I've stuck up for Taylor all along. You know that, Paul, but mm-hmm. I'm a solid enough player, and I the starting line up at Ibrox, that was the first thing I said about it, was I can't believe that Laxalt started in front of Taylor. To me, that proved to me costly in the game, doing that, le- doing that left. But I noticed there, I, I, I noticed there yesterday, right, that Taylor, like he was always kind of criticised at the start of the season for the way he gets forward and his team. Well, he was actually forward up the pitch that Laxalt did the whole game against Rangers yesterday. You know, and and he was trying to, at least he was trying to cross the ball. You know, his distribution mightn't be the best, but at least he was actually giving an effort. You can't fault his effort, really, can you? You can't fault his effort. He puts in a shift name out of when you when he gets called on. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, but for this conversation on here before, and I've had it in the live chat, I'm not saying I want Greg Taylor as my first choice left back next year, but for me, he definitely he deserves a place in my squad for next season. As exactly. Second choice left back. We'll be playing. Hopefully, yeah. we'll be in Europe. Hopefully, there'll be plenty of games for players to get plenty of game time. For me, Taylor is a more than adequate understudy to a new left back. That hopefully, we're going to bring in. He's mm-hmm. definitely the best left back at the comp- at the, the club anyway. That's for sure. So look at Johnny Hayes last night. Johnny Hayes would have been a better player for us this season than Laxalt. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm actually surprised. I didn't think they knew. It, we could all talk about no Mark, like you said before, about the signings or things like that, but it definitely was the age, I think, that they let Johnny Hayes go, I think, was it? And Smilovich was actually due to these injuries, but they they would actually done a job if they were in the season, this season, would they? Oh, they would have, if, if Samunovic was able to stay fit. But Johnny Hayes would have definitely been a better bet than Laxalt for us. Him and Taylor. Mm-hmm. Hey, again, they're not the greatest players, but they're good, good, hard-working players in the Scot, and that's what sometimes you need in the Scottish league. That's what Johnny Johnny Hayes would pop up with a goal as well for you, wouldn't he? You know, was it was it due to age? You think so that they let him go, or was the squad too big? Or? I think it was John Kennedy was jealousy. He knows. <laughs> oh God! Man, Johnny Hayes, isn't he? So. Pedro is saying Armstrong was a good player. I think that's a, I think that's what a big problem is. Like these these players go or like like Armstrong, Taylor, and we don't kind of replace them with quality players. It's kind of more of a mediocre player that's that we can kind of reflect. We never really replaced Armstrong, did we? Yeah, we never you know? replaced a lot of players. Like you say, it was just like thing, like you said the last chart I was on. Mm-hmm. Sinclair was the big one for me. Sinclair, one of the way that he was traded and forced out the club. But anyway, but they never ever replaced that guy. He scored a lot of goals for us. Eh? I always like I always I always like Sinclair and and Mark said as well. And I said like he did get a the way he got treated by the club in the last season and thing like that was was really bad form from from the club to treat him like that. And he actually the one player who actually I thought he loved actually playing for Celtic, didn't he, Mark? You know. You could tell that he was settled and happy. You know, mm-hmm. Scott Sinclair was enjoying playing football for Celtic. He was here. You know, to me, he was one of the best best players we've seen during the, the nine in a row run. He definitely was. I thought Scott Sinclair was a brilliant player for us. 
But he played he played in his whole career. He met it himself. It was his best time. Yeah, it was the best. He played the best football at Celtic. Yeah. I just going to say, Derek, because um, we we saw with uh, James Forrest being out injured uh, when he came back, and we saw it last night with a few glimpses of Dembele that the team has no wingers, and that's really affected the way we've played. That's why we kind of play this diamond team to fit these players in. How did the club? not recognise that we had no wingers inside uh, the first team, uh, Mike? I've got no idea. It's just poor. It's just, it's just poor. <laughs> From mm-hmm. all dimensions of the club, like, yeah, it's just all by the... Like, say, sure, exactly. play, like Mike Johnson and that, like you said, put there's just no good enough. If he's yeah, ob- obvious for years that like he's no good enough there, he wants to learn how to pass the ball when he's on the pitch. Do you think that's... Be- that's that- is that what they were thinking, Mark? That they had Mickey Johnson, they had Young Dembele, they had Forrest there with the ringers, do you think? No, I don't. I don't think they thought that. If they thought that at all, I agree with Mikey. I thought it was just another bad decision that was made along somewhere in the chain of decision making. Exactly. Like it's it. If they were, if they were going to, if they were going to be relying on Dembele to be back up for Forest, then Dembele should have been playing right wing instead of Christie for the last few months. Yeah, correct. You know, I think Christie like. Playing Christie out in the right hand thing is just a waste for Josie. And just playing him out there instead of James Forrest, like it's just it's just a waste for Josie. Like he, he he's just not there, like and he's really downfall this season has been shocking, like. Well, I mean even we've spoke about how his his performances have been rotten, but I, take that into consideration. We've stuck him out in the right wing. He's never a right winger. But that's what I'm trying to say. Are we, are we, like, like I said to you the other day, supposedly that this diamond formation was was uh, played by Lennon because he wanted to play all his favourites in this in this diamond team, the likes of uh, Encham, Brown, Carl McGregor, Christie, and that's the only way he could maybe understand it. Maybe Lennon didn't, didn't, didn't think that wingers fitted into his system, that that's the way he wanted to play to keep all these players in. In the first team, because that was really one of Lennon's downfall was playing his favourites, and it's the same with uh, John Kenny as well. Is is playing his favourites really, isn't it? Like the all reliables, isn't it? You know. I, I just think that you can't like watching football for years. Some people have got different opinions. I don't think you can hear a good team out wingers. Eh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I, I think you've got to have wingers there. Eh? But again, times have moved on, and that maybe at least you'd need at least one in your team. Even for any, even in the fancy new modern game, as you say, Mikey. But I, I agree, you need you need width in your team to do anything. Yeah. Mhm. Because we saw that, like you know, I remember in the Rangers game, um, Callum McGregor was was passing, we had the ball in the just just in the centre park, and he was looking down the left for Laxell. So Laxell was down by our half, and he was marking no one. There was no one up. To, everyone was in the Rangers half, and he was there just. Like, it's just like players kind of don't know what they're doing under this management team like be it Lennon or Kennedy uh, uh, they just look the season finish get the season with over it I want out of this club Mark? I think that some of the players have got to take the game by the scruff of the neck as well eh? like, mm-hmm. I they forgot how to play football like Carl McGregor another one what happened yeah. to him? that's certainly odd. what's your opinion actually on that Michael is Carl McGregor like what happened to him this season is it the fact that that Brown is playing he's trying to cover Brown or is well, it that, he, like, is it, does, he want to, does he want to wait from the club? 
talk, going on about Brown, like a great servant, great captain for the years. How is he playing? You know, that that's what's kinda of looking at, isn't it? That it's more of like, Oh, we play you because you're a great song to the team, you gave so much years to the team, we'll we'll play you anyway. He's you know, made like, bed, he's moved on to Aberdeen. It's been confirmed that Celtic tried to keep him for a year, it was turned down. Like I say, mm-hmm. give him his cameo appearance at the end, the last game of the season or the last game of Celtic Park. That's fine. Exactly. Well, I think fans to want to now. see, like, if, 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 if Zaro is, is the player to, to, to uh, take off him next season, like, players want to see. And, uh, the, like, especially for the Rangers game uh, next week, like, Bosbaum said, like, do we play Zaro in, in two weeks' time against Rangers, Mark? I would. I said that, I put it on the forum and I've said it on here. I'd have gutted the team after, the, after we lost that cup game because there's nothing left to play for. So why mm-hmm. guys game time that aren't going to be here next season? Plan for the future. Just that would show at least some planning going forward. Played. They were talking about the young left back. Give him some game time. Young Dumbelli. Maybe if he gets game time, maybe we can swing him to stay. Get Brown. Mm-hmm. Said he's not going to be here. As Mikey says, let him have a wee swan song the last home game of the season. But start planning for what's going to happen. And if the next manager's been decided and he's watching these games, let him see what these young players and fringe players can do before he comes in and says, well, I've not seen you in a game, son. I don't know what you can do, so you're starting in the bench this week. Yeah, exactly. I've got a few pals that are Dundee United supporters, obviously, living at this neck of the woods now, and um, they actually can't believe that Brown gets a game ahead of Sorrow. Like yeah, it's embarrassing. Like yeah, that he's in the team before him. Like I remember, so it was probably against them United actually when Soros scored that goal. I think it was from about twenty-five yards that went in. And even they say, like, where's that guy been for the last few years? You know what I mean? That's interesting. Know that that your fans are a Dundee fans. Well, uh, what what actually our fans say about this? It's interesting to say what what different fans are saying about Celtic rather I've got than Dundee United. I've got a lot, all my mates support Dundee United. Mm-hmm. Um, no Dundee supporters and um, well Dundee United they hate Rangers with a passion eh? like it says and they're devastated that they're where they are just now like because eh? in their opinion it's the worst Rangers team well obviously since 2012 since the, it's, the worst, it's the worst Rangers team ever to win a league ever like, yeah yeah. and that's the opinion of most other Scottish like and that's Dundee United Dundee whatever eh? they've all got the same opinion it's been a kind of, it's been, it, it, it was Celtic's title to lose at the start of the season and to, well, the, between from the start of the season just down to the to where we are now, like it's just, it, it amazes me how one team could come so bad, like, and like we're sorry to be always talking about doom and gloom at, at the moment, like, but there's nothing, else, there's nothing good you can actually say about Celtic football at the club at the moment. No, well, like, matters, I mean, you're getting played off the park when you've got guys like Scott Arfield and Stephen Davis and that, that's when you know you're in trouble, like, yeah, when you've got guys at that age exactly. and that are in the show, like, yeah, exactly. that must be a yeah. person to Brown and that, like, if I was Brown, I'd be, like, I would be wanting to take myself out of the firing line there, yeah, because he's obviously finished and he's just showing himself up now. That's it, really, like, you did that, it's kind of showing now, like, really, that, that, that Brown playing against Rangers is a weak link in the Celtic team, because you know he hasn't got the legs, and... He does. Brown doesn't kind of win for tackles anymore, really, does he? Take these hard tackles. You know, it's not the Brown of years ago that he doesn't win to these tackles. You know. 
But Disney, do you know the like the ball winner, like Roy mm-hmm. player that was hunting players down the park winning the ball back now? It's just merely it's like a linchpin. He just sits there, collects the ball, passes it to the side, gets it back, passes it to the other side. It's getting it everywhere. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about showed, Lewis Ferguson showed yesterday, even though it's against a poor Celtic team, exactly how he should be a number one signing priority next season for the players of Scotland. Like, yeah, what, I, I, some I, player I, that I, guy, I, yeah. I got something to cheat us all, right? Soro and Turnbull is for three midfielders. That's, that's, that's the way that I mean, So, they're, they're, they're similar positions, practically the same positions. So, do you think, as we say, if, if Lewis Ferguson does stay at Aberdeen next season, do you think Scott Lowe's going to get much playing time as uh, Aberdeen next season? Well, if he does, it's just a mate's act. Because if he gets a game ahead of Lewis Ferguson, then Aberdeen will have bigger problems than us, like Because that's what we were saying, like, Mark, is he going there for more playing time, or is he is he happy to be in the sidelines doing his coaching side of it, do you think? I think it's more to do with the position, eh? be assistant manager of Aberdeen. As I said when we spoke about it ages ago in one of the first podcasts, basically his choice was to be sitting in the bench at Celtic and coaching kids or sitting at the bench in Aberdeen and probably getting a bit more game time, even coming on as mm-hmm. a sub to help close the game down or whatever and working as a, a number two at a pretty decent level. I think uh, Pedro said there like last night is, is like one of the best games he saw Fox that we saw a kind of a different side to him really because he's known for his defensive play and 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 he's and, and he's passing but he he actually can get far as well and score goals you know that's the side of him that I haven't seen against us really so like is that because he knew Celtic were weak or do you think that's the type of player he is that he can be unleashed I think he can do everything like he's the kind of player that you want in the team because you can tell him to do anything. If you want him to play the holding role, great. If you want him to get forward, great. So, I mean, he's a, he's a no-brainer if he's even able to be signed. Like, how, so much how much do you think Aberdeen be looking for him? I don't, think, I, I don't think he'd cost any more than £4 million, Personally, like, I, I heard a lot of people say, Aberdeen will want this and Aberdeen will want that, but they've got to fund a new stadium somewhere. I, 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 I don't think Aberdeen are quite in a position to no, kind of refuse four, four, five million million. Oh, if, if I was running Celtic, I'd be happy to pay five million for Ferguson. Yeah, definitely. Because mm-hmm. you're going to pay, you're going to pay more for something. Do that, Mark, because we've seen that with McGinn as well, like five million they were looking for and, and we bottled it like. Well, that you know, and then he went to Aston Villa for three to three million. That was done yeah. as well, Winter. Mm-hmm. That was done to him with money. Like, so that, that's what I'm saying. Like With with these old board members still saying there, like, that's the fear that I have that these this, these kind of things, we say, oh, he's, oh, that's too much to be played for a Scottish player. You know, kind of a thing, you know, that, that that's the fear that I have that's kind of, that's ah, going to be still in there. Ah, yeah, exactly. Anybody can see that I, 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 I've just seen in the chat there that, Rob says that he wouldn't get five hundred thousand for Ferguson. I mean, what? Like, I don't know what football like games he watches like, but <laughs> um, Ferguson is other than Dunmore, the best player in Scotland. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think totally agree with that, Mikey. Yeah, he's what well, he is. A, he's one of the best players in Scotland, you know. And Celtic always be trying to sign the best players in Scotland. 
And another thing I get sick of as well is this. He's a Rangers man. He's this. That doesn't matter what team he supports. I couldn't care why he supports. Yeah, yeah. I go back to the thing what, what, what Barry Forbes taught us all the things. He's a player. He wants to play for the best team in Scotland. He wants to get the best for his career. Business. So, honestly, it doesn't, doesn't come into it. You know, like, and, and there will be no doubts. I, I, I have no doubt about it, Mark. Like that. There will be some fans that would hold that against him because his whole family are uh, ex-Rangers players you know they will be like that you know? but see if, he, see if he comes in and perform to the level that we know he could they'll soon, mm-hmm. they'll soon forget about it there's been, you know, be, there's been Rangers supporters played for this no I mean Kenny Dalglish Danny McGrain was in the biggest thing aye <laughs> Danny McGrain Kenny Dalglish it's just to me that's just a material who they grew up and as I've said before Ferguson's only like that. They're no, they're no better. Barry was just a daft young boy and get caught up in some stupid things. But the, honestly, the, the full family isn't that way. They're, his mum and dad are nice people. See, it's not as if mm-hmm. no, oh, you're not getting into your grands if you sign for them. There'd be nothing like that. One thing you could say about Barry Five Fox at all, and I saw him a few times on comms, like he's not biased towards that or not. Like you know what I mean? He doesn't be. He's not like the. Uh, the fellow on uh, Fly TV, you know, he's not, he's not like totally, a f- like he gives his judgment what he thinks it is, you know, he's, you know, that's the one, t- t- I think, uh, Buzz, Buzz agrees with us, uh, they're saying that he thinks the, the problem could be going forward is because it's the same board members there in the club and that's why I'm asking people like, do they think it's going to be the same story next season? With these, like, at the end of the day, like these board members, they want their money. You know, that's what they, they end of, That's what the end of the day, Mark. They they want their money, and like, if we say McCoy says five million for Ferguson, like the, my fear was that these board members say no, that's a lot of money. That piece of law wouldn't have paid that. That's that's the the problem I have. That these fellas are still there, and. I, I, I don't, hopefully I think it would change, but I don't see it, like, you know? That's the reason, that's how we're in this, like, this is Yeah, exactly, that's, that's why, <laughs> that's why we're in this, that, that, that's one of the reasons we're in this, this decision, because, like Mark said, like, it was kind of Law's decisions in signing players, and it was kind of his way or nowhere, and, and these fellas, maybe they were afraid to go against Law, though, Mark, do you think? Yeah, exactly, but it was either one of the two, these are just sat there like nodding dogs and agreed with him, because, as you said, they were scared maybe to go against him. Or they just, mm-hmm. just oh well, it's, it's his basically it's his job to make the decision, so let him do it. So either way, it can work for Mackay if he goes in and these old men are just sitting there saying, "Ah, oh, well, on you go, son, do what you need to do." But if, if Mackay's going in there and saying, "Well, look, I'm listening to the guys that are paid to make these decisions about football players," he doesn't know much about football. So he, Mackay's mm-hmm. going to be trusting the director of football. He's going to be trusting it. That's why. And it's up to Mackay to get in there and say, well, no, whoever it is, Fergal Harkin has said that this guy is worth £5 million. And I'm going to go with what he says because he knows he knows more about football than that day and probably knows more about football than any of us in this room than now. That's how he's got to mm-hmm. board meetings. If the board's going to try and block, block any changes he's going to try and make, it's up to him again to mm-hmm. his own authority on the boardroom. And I'd, I'd like to see maybe see getting 
maybe Dermot Desmond's son onto the board. But I don't know how that would go with Dermot, but Dermot Desmond need to step down for the board. I don't know how that would work. I thought, I thought he was bodied in some capacity, though. Was he Desmond's son? There was talks about it, though. What the, but has he been bodied? Well, there was talk about him actually joining the board. Because mind it was, uh, he turned up at the AGM and that for the studio Dermot. Yeah. Then there was even talk about him replacing Lowell, which I don't know. I don't know much about what the guy business acumen or qualifications for that job is, but obviously he didn't get that. Uh, what, Paul? Come on. No, you go, Paul. I'm just going to ask uh, uh, Mike an opinion there. Uh, what? What role does 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 this fella uh, banker player Michael? What what what's his role? I know he's like think, but what's his role in the club? Uh, one of you. I don't know half what the roles are anymore. Like uh. <laughs> You know what 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 decisions does he make, Mark Banker? I've seen him a few times coming out making making statements about stuff and stuff like that, saying uh, the, we let the fans know when we have a decision on a manager, you know, there'd be announcement coming out soon from the board. That's all I could have seen him coming out making statements about. Uh, that's what he seems to do. He come out be like a spokesperson. He did, I don't know what a Celtic chairman would do, but Banky has not been doing much. I mean, that's 10 years he's been here. 10 years, yeah. And uh, we actually, and, uh, and we actually don't know what kind of role he has within the club and, and he's there 10 years. Do you know what I mean? You know? I just hope in the new setup that everybody in their job sticks to doing the, the job they're meant to be doing. And let's him just close our line with If Fergal Harkin says A is worth 4 million and B is worth 7 million, that's what the fee is. That's it. It shouldn't be somebody else saying, no, no. That's it. That's exactly. It. That's it. Like you said, that it's, gone, it's, it's gone back to that lad... Um, I down, down down England down, and he's going all the goals there. Uh, or even Tony in this that he was actually given a price, and then uh, Lord said no, and that's why we went. And we actually spent that really most of that really on Camilla and a yes, anyway, didn't we? Between the two players, you know. Speaking of actually getting into that, actually, that's something I wanted to bring up. Actually, was this Albion a Yeti? I don't think I've ever took a dislike into a Celtic player that I've never really seen ever. Like see, even sure, when he's coming on off the bench. I agree with you. Just everything about him. I just can't. I just don't like the guy at all. I guess. I agree with you. I, uh, any time he's substituted, and like you're looking at him, can you not see why you've been substituted? What have you done on the pitch? Like, I, like Mark was here. You were saying Mark, you heard stories of an attitude, laziness, blunt to him. Like, you think that's why West Ham let him go? What was it? One of the worst people he'd ever met in his life, and that was an actual quote that came mm-hmm. involved. Do you know what I mean? I, I kind of took and it proved to be right. Do you know what I mean? And, and Macavenny, Macavenny came up and said as well about him. I read it before Macavenny came up and said as well about, about his attitude, uh, thing like, you know, like, what do you think that, I, I said West Ham must have been laughing when we came up with five million. Well, I would have liked to have thought that Moyes would have maybe had a word and said, look, this boy's a bad egg, like, yeah. That's what I would have thought, like, yeah, but maybe he was just more interested in getting, like you say, they're still paying stupid money for a diddy again. Here's a question. Just you money in. lined up for a loan, was it? No, was he not coming in loan and then all of a sudden we were... A loan? Oh, you know. Five, five, five million on him, yeah. I think West Ham saw... See, you think what... You know? 
maybe. I think what put me off before he even went through as well was remember he took what was it a week or two to even decide if he wanted to come. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, like, he was telling us whether he was wanting to come or not. And that's what I kind of feel with, uh, with Eddie Howe as well, you know, that, like, it, why is he taking so long to to make his decision, you know, or has the decision already been made and Celtic board aren't going to announce this? I don't think they're going to announce it, no. I think it's going to be the end of the season, Mark, isn't it, when the season finishes? I, I think you know? maybe a bit before that. I think season ticket forums will play a big part in when announcements will come. But a few folk have been saying it now that... Uh, how still being paid by Bournemouth and that doesn't he And guardian leave is this. Basically his own gardening leave, so that's one of the reasons he's he's paid it runs to the end of the season, so that's one of the reasons he can't announce anything to know. So whether that's too that's a factor as well, because it'll be a few quid. So why rock the boat if you're getting a few quid for sitting in the house kind of thing? Just just to make sure mm-hmm. fans happy. Maybe be so So Fox, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, thanks to Michael. Flew by again, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, Michael, thanks for coming on. Uh, appreciate it. I, I short notice, lads. This was really short notice that, that Michael came on to us. Uh, for myself, uh, thanks again to Mark for another great show. That was my own fault for not replying to a messaging thing. So. <laughs> that's at all. That's at all. Look, I, Don't worry, Michael. Okay, thanks very much. Lad, Michael came on and... and understand what was in. <laughs> Michael had a fear had a fear of coming on the show because of all the, the technology, but lad, there's no fear coming on. Get on the line, get in contact with Mark. You know, it, it's a great show. We want to hear your comments. Every comment is different. And what, so, if you do want to come on, me or Paul will get in touch with your Skype, without being live on air and guide you through how to get to us set up. So you're doing yeah. clicking a button, and that's you. Exactly. Exactly. So folks, just clicking a button <laughs> for myself. Uh, thanks very much for tonight, Mark. Over to you. Thanks very much, Paul, again for everything that you do. Thanks very much for coming on, Mikey. No problem. Everybody joins a live chat. Thanks so much for all the support. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe and remember and hit the thumbs up button. And for me, that's good night. God bless. Thanks very much, lads. Hail, hail. Hail, hail. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.